This, this is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Action-packed show for you today, lieutenants. I am doing it on a, as you can probably hear, somewhat of a sore throat, but we will get through it. Not a problem. I had my chief medical officer provide me the proper medications yesterday, and we will get through today's annual, I should say not annual, I should say weekly meeting of alpha males who congregate to enjoy the good life. And that includes cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, celebrate American patriotism, battle the enemies of pleasure, and of course, at any chance we have, make sure that our lifestyle of the alpha male good life is never encroached upon. And more than ever today, it is being encroached upon. Whether it is coming after our cigars, coming after our spirits, now coming after our meat, and even our craft beer, Two items we will tell you about later on in the show. We must be vigilant. We shall. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper delictatio. Always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center. Command center alpha. Humidor 1A. And I invite you to join us today at 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007. Email cigardave at cigardave.com. Go over to cigardave.com. And you will be able to join all of our social media. Follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. Although I will say that I do prefer personally Twitter because it is so spontaneous. And whatever comes to my mind, I just hit it at Twitter. And my my uh, tag at uh, Twitter, my handle, at Cigar Dave Show. Lieutenants, as I mentioned, action-packed program for you today. We will tell you about the Obama's Thanksgiving menu. And I can tell you this right off the bat, if any school in this country, public schools, serve this menu, they would be cut off from all federal funds and the school would probably be closed for child abuse. We will get to that. There is a possible meat tax, or I should say in the UK, a group wants to, a very influential group, wants to enact a meat tax, all under the guise of global warming climate change we'll get to that also the president of oklahoma wesleyan university dr everett piper he had some great comments and remarks as well as a letter that he penned about what is going on on college campuses supposedly being safe places he hands it to the uh the students that are wussified betas that need to be coddled in their little cocoons and uh, also we will remember the great actor who passed away yesterday at 85, Robert Loja. Loved Robert Loja. So many great movies uh, from Scarface, of course, to Big. Uh, and let's not forget his appearance in The Sopranos. And I, last night I was perusing some of the 
some of the old Sopranos DVDs and came up to a couple of his scenes that were absolutely fantastic. We've got a lot going on today, lieutenants, and let's get to it without any, any delay. I always like to start on a positive note, something that is inspiring, something that we are glad to hear, not the doom and gloom of the enemies of pleasure all the time. Well, last week, the San Diego Chargers went into Jacksonville to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. And after the Jaguars took a big lead, the Chargers came storming back, and they defeated Jacksonville 31-25. It has been a very difficult season for the Chargers. And head coach Mike McCoy, after the at the end, I should say at the end of the game during his press conference, had some interesting things to say, specifically about cigars. And the first thing I have to do is find my page. Brian, what page or, uh, or Private Eric? I don't see my page here on my next-gen button bar here. i uh, got to see what page it is on. I do not see it, so I'll have Eric pop in here. But in the meantime, I will tell you about it, that uh, he had a, a, some very interesting comments talking about cigars and celebration and victories. Private Eric, outstanding job. Thank you very much. I don't know how I missed that. I didn't see the date. Normally, I was looking for another another designation. So here's what head coach Mike McCoy of the Chargers had to say after the game as it relates to cigars. You know, a long time ago in Pee Wee Baseball, Bob O'Don, you know, he was our Little League Baseball coach, and back then it was okay to smoke a cigar around everybody else after a game was over with kids and all. I don't think people would go for that today's day and age in the society we're in right now. But all of our coaching staff would light up a cigar, and at the end of it, once they were all lit, They'd all say how sweet it is, and that's every win. I mean, you can't get any better than that. Well, I can tell you this. This general goes for it. I know you alphas go for it. And why is there any sort of stigma with wanting to celebrate and enjoy a cigar, an adult product? There should should not be any. And now we're seeing that the just even be able to enjoy a cigar in a public park is now verboten because – we're worried about secondhand smoke, which is all a bunch of nonsense. But I think the mere fact that he brought that up signifies that people want to celebrate. They are looking for reasons to celebrate. And when you have a victory, like he said, Little League coaches, you do light up a cigar. Red Auerbach did it for the Boston Celtics. We just saw it a few weeks ago with the Iron Bowl between uh, – uh, well, not the Iron Bowl, a uh, big uh, game between Alabama and Tennessee that the victors smoke cigars – after the game on the field and in the locker room, we shared plenty of pictures. We talked about that. Nothing wrong with that in any way, shape, or form. The only time it becomes wrong is when we allow it to become wrong. If we stand up, just like Rudy Giuliani and Arnold Schwarzenegger and yours truly do every time we light a cigar when people say, Oh, cigar? What's wrong with a cigar? It's pleasurable. I enjoy it in moderation. And it's a legal product. So don't get in my way. And if we are alphas and stand up, the betas will look in the enemies of pleasure, and they'll hem and they'll haw, but they will basically walk away between their, with their head between their tail, and that's exactly how it should be. The Obamas had Thanksgiving dinner, their Thanksgiving meal at the White House. He does not use Camp Cigar Day very much. By the way, think about it. If I was the commander-in-chief, the president, they would have to change the name of Camp David to Camp Cigar Dave. Just add cigar, even if it was Cigar David, that would be fine as well. And I could tell you that I would absolutely use that on a regular basis. But he doesn't, for whatever reason. Maybe finds it to be too colonial imperialist. Who the hell knows? In any event, the Obama's Thanksgiving menu was released to the media. Now, we know that Michelle Obama has been on a campaign the last number of years for healthy eating, to get moving, 
and uh, rammed down a bill through the democratically controlled Congress in which the types of food and the portions and what could be served in public schools who would like to get reimbursed for school lunch programs may serve. Now, before it would be pizza, there would be maybe a hamburger and tater tots. Oh, no, not with Michelle Obama. It is dandelion weed salad with a sandwich that looks like uh, it's cardboard with uh, two little florets of broccoli. And every school that has been going to the Obama-mandated lunch menu has lost millions of dollars. Chicago ended up cutting it out because they were losing millions of dollars to waste as well as kids weren't eating what was being served. So she points her finger at everyone else and what the kids can eat, but at the same time does not have to follow her own advice. Do as I say, not as I do. And her kids go to a private school, which I have no problem with. But I do have a problem when the president and the Democrats are against vouchers, but that's another story. But they've got a chef a very well-regarded chef at the Sidwell Friends School in Washington, and they eat grilled tilapia with vegetables and puree of of baked potato, sweet baked potato. They have uh, pasta with organically grown herbs and sliced wedge dill salmon. I mean, they're, they're living it up there. But in the cafeterias and lunchrooms of public schools across the country, they're being served junk. Not as in junk food, but as in food that is unedible, not tasty. Well, here is what the Obamas enjoyed on Thanksgiving in the White House. Time-roasted turkey, honey-baked ham, cornbread stuffing, oyster stuffing, braised winter greens, macaroni and cheese. (gasps) Oh, my God, the fat in that and the cheese and the butter. Sweet potato gratin, and I'll guarantee you there was butter in that as well. Green bean casserole, and you know what? They put those little dirty fried onions on there that you buy in the store. Those are loaded with calories and fat, too. And dinner rolls. I'm surprised Obama didn't serve beta bread for his uh, Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm also surprised that no socialist salad was on the menu. I think that would be appropriate. Now, here's what they had for dessert. Did they have one pie? Did they have two pies? Did they have four pies? And this is not a Dr. Seuss story. They had six pies with the honey-baked ham. Yes, I am. They had banana cream pie, coconut pie, pumpkin pie, apple pie, pecan pie, and cherry pie. Do you realize the amount of sugar, the amount of fat that were contained in all of those unhealthy pies? Yet, it's okay for Michelle and her family to dine like kings. But when it comes to the kids in the schools that want to enjoy themselves, not so fast, my friends. I find the hypocrisy to be absolutely amazing. So blatant. Not even trying to disguise it by saying, well, we had two pies and we had a couple of uh, a fruit bowl and we had some, some healthy alternatives. No. Cornbread stuffing, oyster stuffing, macaroni and cheese, sweet potato gratin, mashed potatoes. Five different starch co- carbohydrates offerings on their menu. The calories, the salt, the sodium, the sugar, the saturated fats. It is an outrage. When will Congress call out the presidential chef? In fact, I think they should have served 
just plain turkey with the same type of fixings on the side that all the nation's public school children have to endure every day for lunch. That would be poetic justice. Lieutenants, we will continue. The enemies of meat are hounding us. They are the next that we will get to front and center on The Cigar Dave Show. You can now listen to the show 24-7, both online and through the General's new mobile app. Go to CigarDave.com for details. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the diamond crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com.
Cigar Dave's health recommendation. Include ample amounts of wreckage and stackage in your daily diet. Screw the fruits and vegetables. Well, I do prefer breast meat, I will say that. And speaking of meat, those of us that enjoy a nice piece of quality dead animal are under attack. First, they come for the cigars. Then they come for the spirits. Then they come for the coffee and the caffeine. And then they come for our burgers and our meat. An influential think tank in the U.K., has co-authored a report advocating a so-called meat tax as a means to lower meat consumption worldwide. And what they want to do is for meat to be taxed like cigarettes. This all's right out of this. This sounds like out of the Saul Alinsky playbook. Let us demonize meat. Let us create a crisis and go after it. You know what is amazing to me is that they can never just come out and say. We are against people eating meat. We don't like you eating meat. We believe in veganism. Instead, they have to wrap it under the cloak of climate change and health and come up with with studies that are absolutely fabricated. So the University of Glasgow, actually it's in Scotland, not in the UK. Well, actually it's part of the UK. And Chatham House, one of the world's most influential think tanks, the paper, uh, uh, according to a paper that the Guardian newspaper claims that uh, our appetite for meat is a major driver of climate change. Our appetite for meat is a major driver of climate change. And that tackling climate change and improving public health can be achieved by forcing consumers to eat less meat in their diets. And it's up to the government to force that change. Why is it up to the government to force that change? Why is it up to the government to meddle and interfere in every part of our daily lives? Why is it up to the government to tax us mercilessly on products that are legal, that we want to enjoy and consume? Why is it that the government feels that they have to meddle into our lives every day? They are not smarter than we are. The members of the House and the Senate and the the people at the FDA, they are not smarter than the American people. They think they are because in many cases they think because they were elected they're far superior when we know the only reason that they want to get elected to office is because, number one, they can't make a living in the private sector, and two, they just love serving their time till they're 148 years old. They drop dead on the uh, House or the the, the Senate chamber, and uh, they stay as long as they can until they're as senile as they possibly can be. And if they do go... They collect an unbelievably rich retirement package. And then we have the FDA. They can't even regulate the food and the dog treats coming from China, yet they want to regulate cigars. And this is another example. This group from the University of Glasgow and Chatham House now want to force government to make consumers eat less meat. And how are they going to do that? And why do they want to do that? Well, it's simple, because deep down they're all vegans. And they say that finding global meat consumption has reached unhealthy levels, and cutting consumption is key to keeping global warming below the danger level of 2 degrees Celsius. The new report calls for urgent government intervention. And the report findings insist the public won't actually react badly to the state taking meat off the table. Really? 
Really? And by the way, this two degrees Celsius level that that was that 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 they talked about at that France uh, that big conclave of a hundred and some odd nations in in Paris this past week was nothing more than a made up contrived number. There is no scientific rationale or basis for it. None. They pulled it out of thin air, just like climate change uh, uh, has been pulled out of thin air. And I love what the taxocrats in Obama, all of a sudden, if you don't believe in what they believe, that there is global warming or climate change, then all of a sudden you should be prosecuted, you should be ridiculed. It's a load of nonsense. Freedom of speech, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But this is what they advocate, this group, the University of Glasgow and Chatham House. They say the changes in government intervention should be packaged and served up to the public in the same way punitive taxation and gradual banning of tobacco products were. And uh, report author Laura Wesley, Wellesley of Chatham House said governments are ignoring what should be a hugely appealing win-win policy. The idea that interventions like this are too politically sensitive and too difficult to implement is unjustified. Our focus groups show people expect governments to lead action on issues that are for the global good. Our research indicates any backlash to unpopular policies would likely be short-lived as long as the rationale for action was strong. Let me translate. What they want to do is deceive you and I, deceive the public, treat us like ignorant lemmings, and create a giant con job on why meat should be taken off our tables. And they go and do strategies government can implement to tax voters, many of which they say are already familiar to the anti-tobacco campaign. And what they want to do is frame the taxation as a measure to pay down the cost of treating meat-related health care costs. Now, how are you going to do that? How can you say, we know this person got sick because they ate meat? You can't. But this is what they want to do. I'll finish this up after litation, lieutenants, because there's a couple of other key important uh, items that I want to get to on this nonsensical group's proposal to take meat off our table. I say hell to the no on that. America runs on meat. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Aging Room Maduro. It features well-aged Dominican filler and binder and a delicious Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper that's been aged for seven years. The Aging Room Maduro is a medium to full-bodied smoke with ample amounts of flavor and complexity. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers, Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut Cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. 
Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy. It's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. Well, because of my sore throat, I am passing on the cigar. However, I will not pass on the libation. But I brought in Private Eric, one of our fine producers. Private Brian still back in Alpha Control Center 1A. So everything will continue moving forward. We will not miss a beat. So, Private uh, Eric, are you ready to assist in litation ceremony maneuvers? Absolutely. I was just checking out the stick that you gave me. Yes, and let me talk about that stick. It is the Romeo and Julieta Aging Room. Or I should say Romeo by Romeo and Julieta Aging Room. It is a 100% Dominican puro, meaning the binder, the filler, the wrapper, are from the Dominican Republic. It is 100% Habano Dominicano Tobacos. And this is the first time that uh, Altadis teamed up with Rafael Nodal and Hank Bischoff of Boutique Blends to create a joint collaboration where Altadis wanted to create a cigar using some of the, or much of the Dominican Tobacos that Rafael Nodal and Boutique Blends has. So they teamed up, and Rafael created an expression of a Romeo that he would like to uh, actually uh, have smoked or see. So they worked together with Romeo y Julieta's famed Grupo de Maestros. They worked together, they collaborated together, and they created the Romeo by Romeo y Julieta Aging Room. Comes in three different sizes. Comes in the Cantior, which is what Private Eric will smoke today. The Copia, which is a 5x48-inch cigar, and the Capriccio, 6x52 torpedo, and that's what he will enjoy today. Suggested retail in the $11 to $12 area, only 250,000 cigars left. I think I've got four left in the box. So, Private Eric, you are very fortunate because when these are done, they are done. I'm excited. As you should be. All right, so now we, uh, we've got our cigar. We will move along. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening double-edged stainless steel guillotine ready for action. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. From the Cigar Dave R&D Labs, we have the special Cigar Dave Lock and Load Maxi Grenade is what we're calling it. It's not coming out, but doesn't this look like a little grenade? Absolutely. Tell you what, you stick this into an ISIS compound, about 10 of these, Get rid of those sons of bitches. Be beautiful. Absolutely magnificent. Oh, and by the way, I'll get to a little story later on where our esteemed attorney general 
Loretta Lynch, a.k.a. Eric Holder II, now is saying that if we have things to say about Muslims or certain Muslims extremists, that maybe they will prosecute us. Apparently she has not heard of the First Amendment, but we will get to that a little bit later on. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut here on the Romeo by Romeo e Julieta Aging Room. And I will remove the foot. There is actually about a three-inch band at the bottom. A nice parchment-type band. I will remove that. Nice decorative band. And I will gently toast the foot. Or Private Eric, and you have no idea how jealous I am right now, but at least I'm enjoying the aroma coming off of this. But this just proves my point about cigars not being addictive like cigarettes. That I have a sore throat. I don't want to aggravate it or exacerbate it, so therefore I will not smoke cigars probably for at least a week, maybe longer. But no problem. My body's not going into convulsions. I'm not going into any sort of withdrawal. I, mean, I can tell you, just the aroma, uh, smelling this as I toast the foot of cigar, absolutely magnificent. I was going to say, that's self-control. Smelling that cigar and not wanting to take a puff of it, that's that's serious self-control there. Well, that's why I'm a five-star private, Eric. You probably, oh, wait a minute, this, it's not lit yet. So I'm going to give you the lighter. I just toasted it for you. Now what you're going to do is puff and rotate. Get it nice and close to that microphone so p- people can actually hear. There you go. Oh, look at that. Are we out of butane? Stand by. Looks like it's running a little, little low, General. Stand by. Keep going. See if I can get this thing puffed and rotated. Mm, there we go. Private Eric, a good general, also always has a backup and tertiary plant. Oh, you got it. Perfect. There was plenty of butane. Sometimes what you have to do on those, on those uh, butane-type lighters that use the jets, you have to push it down very slowly. So if you look, you hear it, boom. If you do it too fast, it doesn't allow the... The, uh, the the butane to ignite. There is a science to it, Private Eric. But now you know. So in the future. So that's why I surround myself with a five star like you, General. That is correct, Private Eric. Very very good. Now tell me, how are you enjoying that cigar? First it's few puffs. Very good. Very smooth. Balanced. It's not too strong. It's got a mild smoke. A good spice to it. Very easy on the palate. Now we are not done because we must accompany that. I can't enjoy litation today, but I sure as hell can enjoy libation. So, without any further delay. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I have a bottle of the specially selected Jack Daniels Single Barrel Select that I tasted and selected during my trip in September to the Jack Daniels Distillery up in Lynchburg, Tennessee. Spent the entire day with uh, Jeff Arnett, the master distiller. We started with about 25 different barrels. We narrowed it down to three. Well, first we narrowed it down to about 10. Then to three. And believe it or not, the last three were the toughest. But I was selected one that had a nice caramel entry as you took your first sip. Not overly oaky. Not too much warmth or sizzle. But very balanced, very pleasant. Just a nice complex, smooth, with unique notes of caramel, a little bit of vanilla, a little bit, very subtle, of maple on the palate. Now, we did a big event this past Thursday at ABC Fine Wine and Spirits here in the Cigar City at their Kennedy location, their flagship location in Tampa, from 5 to 7 p.m., and it was great 
We met uh, Lieutenant Gary came out. He's been listening to us since we started 20 years ago, 20 and a half years ago. So, uh, and he has a dog named Topper, like my my dead uh, Dr. Z did as well. So we talked about that, and he's from Chicago originally, and we spent some nice time. I think he bought a couple of bottles. Then we had uh, Lieutenants uh, Robin and Kevin. They bought, I think, five or six bottles. We had a whole, just a bunch of great people that came in. A lot of women came in, too, as well, buying it. And one thing that we had that was very unique is that when you bought the bottle, we actually could engrave it on three sides. So... And we tweeted out some pictures of that, so very, very unique. And I've got a Cigar Dave bottle that was engraved as well. And also on the very top, there's a metal, what I like to call almost army tag. Looks like a barrel. It's especially selected for certified alpha males by Cigar Dave the General. So we will open this up. Now, I am actually going to put a little of this, a little bit of this Jack Daniels single barrel that I chose into my hot tea. So hot tea and J.D. Barrel Select. That's got to help the throat. And General, getting back to this cigar, very smooth. And you know I'm not a cigar connoisseur like yourself. I don't indulge as often as you do. But this cigar, very easy to smoke, very enjoyable. Well, your taste in cigars has certainly gone much higher since uh, starting here Absolutely. On, the, on the Cigar Dave crew. No question about it. We have, we have given you the finest cigars available known to mankind. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a little sip before I put this actually in my hot tea. And let me say cheers. Mm. Very nice. What do you think? That's an excellent spice going down, like you said. Not too not too much on the uh, CDWF. Right, so not a lot of Cigar uh, Dave warm factor. Very good. Very good. Pairs well with the cigar. A little caramel entry, a little bit of vanilla. Yeah, good spice pick going down the throat. It's very nice. Yeah, and this is great. Put this in a snifter. I've got this in a Glencairn whiskey snifter. You can put in a cognac snifter. Uh, and it's interesting because I would say 70% of the people on Thursday at the event at ABC Fine Wine and Spirits here in the Cigar City sampled it neat. And the other 30 with some rocks. There's no right, there's no wrong. It's what you enjoy. And I always tell people as well that if you want to put a splash of water to open it up a little bit, release it, you can do that as well. So there's no right, no wrong. The only important thing is that you enjoy the spirit, you enjoy your cigar. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this into my hot tea. Mix that up. There might not be a better sore throat remedy. Uh, Well, Dr. Spiro's little injection yesterday certainly helped early in the morning. The uh, official medical officer of the Cigar Dave show, he uh, he did a great job for me, so that definitely helped. And so you like that uh, Jack Daniels single barrel select that I uh, personally selected back in September. You selected a great barrel. I want to take that bottle home with me and finish it off. We will get you a bottle. Not a problem. I will get you a bottle. In fact, I will work on getting that engraved. Uh, Private Brian, do you consume some Jack Daniels as well? Yeah, of course. Of course. Of course. All right, we'll get a bottle for uh, everyone. By the way, the lovely Miss Kate is also feeling under the weather today. That's why she's not here. She needs to get some of this Jack Daniels in her. Yeah, I had to make my own hot tea today. That, oh. that never happens. Never, ever. Uh, you've taught us well. You've taught us both <laughs> to be five stars, General. <laughs> Especially Miss Kate. She's like, love, what do you need, darling? And I said, well, Miss Kate, my, my special cigar, Dave, ground coffee. You know how I like it. She does it. Or the hot tea. It's not the same, you know, without Ms. Kate doing it. But uh, fine job all the way around. So I'm glad that you enjoy that. You're enjoying the cigar. You're enjoying the libation. Why don't you just sit here and I'm just going to hang cush- out. Yeah, you can hang out. But what, if you'd like, you can sit in in uh, Command Center Alpha Chair 1A, which is a super—you don't have a super luxurious chair. That'll- it's luxurious. 
It's 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 a it's a one of those uh, not orthopedic, but it's one of those uh, chairs that you know is good for the back. But this one's leather. Uh, it's like a plush throne you have. Exactly, that's right. In fact, do you remember? We're going to talk about Robert Lotion Scarface a little bit later. Do you remember his chair in his office? Yep. It looked like a throne. Yep. And they had a reunion because I was looking for some uh, some audio bites and video yesterday, and they had a reunion with all the cast uh, back in August 2011. And they had Pacino sitting in that chair right in the center. <laughs> it was beautiful sitting there. But I tell you, he looks a lot different. He's aged considerably since the old uh, the old Tony Montana Scarface days. It's unbelievable to think how old that movie has actually become now. That movie came out, I think, I want to say in, 80, was it 82? Uh, early 80s, somewhere around yeah. that time. So uh, Yeah, and Brian De Palma and uh, Oliver Stone. It's still a classic, oh, too, 30 is, years later. It is, Which reminds me, see if you can find the theme music. I think we have that. In our next-gen digital audio system here, see if you can find the theme to Scarface. Because we talk about Robert Loggia in a little bit. I want to definitely get to that. But Scarface, one of the great, and tons of cigars. Everywhere you went there, they were smoking cigars. He lived the good life. He definitely knew how to live like a five-star. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> that was great. In fact, I watched one of the, uh, one of the uh, cuts yesterday. Uh, I don't know if you watch Homeland or not. I do. Okay, I do. you know Very the, the guy, that, that CAA agent, bald Plays kind of he's kind of a tough ass. Uh-huh. He was actually in Scarface. He was Frank Lopez, who was played by Robert Loja. He was the the original drug kingpin that brought in Tony. He was his right hand guy. And you'll remember there was a scene with Mr. Sosa down in wherever it was, Colombia or wherever it was, where he says, "Tony, you stay. We'll let we'll let uh, whatever the character's name go, and he can come back tomorrow." Well, he goes in the helicopter. They, they throw him out from the helicopter and hang him. Wow. That was the guy that plays on Homeland. That's very cool. I'll have yeah. to make sure to uh, put that connection together next time because I watch Homeland. Because Tony Montana has balls. All you got in this world are your balls. <laughs> That's it. All right. Well, glad you're enjoying the libation and the uh, the litation, uh, Private Eric. And as always, we appreciate you uh, subbing and filling in for me today because I could only do 50%. But even 50%, I'm still thoroughly enjoying myself because I'm getting that wonderful aroma. And it's actually nice to just sit back and smell that cigar from a different perspective. And I don't know how many of you that enjoy cigars actually have gone into a room where you're not smoking a cigar, but you smell a cigar, you can really thoroughly enjoy it. It's, you really develop an appreciation for the aroma factor of that cigar. And you can tell the difference, like you said, in all of the cigars. They all, all smell so different, the aroma I mean, week to week when you're enjoying new uh, cigars during litation ceremony, Private Brian and I can tell the difference just from the aroma through uh, Command Center Alpha what you're smoking. And it's, like you said, a great treat. Well, we, uh, that's the, the great part is being able to sample so many different tastes. And, and I always tell people the beautiful part of being a cigar connoisseur is that you never run out of new cigars to try. You never get bored. It's not the kind of thing where you walk in and say, Oh, it's the same cigars over and over. Now, if you go to Europe, it's very similar. All the cigars haven't changed. But with the introduction of many of the Honduran, Nicaraguan, and Dominican cigars, that has changed. But every year that we go to the Cigar Retailers Convention, there are always new cigars that are launched. I say it every year. It's never been a better time to be a cigar connoisseur. And I've said that every year consistently for the last 10, 12 years. And when lieutenants call up and say, well, General, you said that last year, three years ago, I said, it's true. Because there are more and more new cigars. That cigar was launched this past uh, summer at the Cigar Retailers Convention. Their new Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut was launched. Big, 
Big hit, super great cigar. You look at the Rocky Patel 20th anniversary, just launched this past summer, excellent cigar. So there's never a loss of new cigars to try when you walk into a retailer's humidor. And that's the great thing. You can be a kid in a candy store. And that's why I tell people, you don't have to buy a box. Go in, get a little, they've got usually a little tray or a little um, a little thing you can put your cigars in, a little, not a, a bag, but a little, uh, what do you call this thing? little wood, wood duck. Uh, uh, cart, not a cart, but just you know, one of those little things that you go in. It's a small little thing you pick up. It's like when you go to the supermarket, uh, but it's a, it's much smaller. You put your cigars in there, and you can take one of these, three of these, two of these. You don't need to buy a box. Go in, sample different cigars, take notes, and you'll find that you'll start gravitating towards towards cigars. And people ask me all the time, General, what's your favorite cigar? My answer, whatever cigar I'm smoking at the time. And that is true. Private Eric, nice work. We appreciate it. We'll find the... Theme from Scarface for Mr. Tony Montana. Absolutely. We'll get that done for you, General. I'm going to start talking like Tony Montana, the whole, the whole effing show, Say hello baby. to my little Say friend. Say my little friend. You got a problem with that, Frank, huh? Tony, please, I beg you. And we've got that audio scene where he gets whacked. So we'll, we'll do that a little bit later on. I'm Cigar Dave, the General, capably assisted today by Private Brian, Private Eric. We will continue front and center, 877-DAVE-007. The Cigar Intel and Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers continue. The Cigar Dave Show. In this difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is gonna be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple cap using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club.
alpha male pleasure maneuvers are now in progress. Please enjoy the Cigar Dave experience. 877-DAVE-007-877-328-3007. Just received an email from uh, Lieutenant Vince. He said, General, couldn't make the event. Your uh, your sampling event uh, this past Thursday at ABC Fine Wine and Spirits in Tampa. But I bought five bottles for gifts and to enjoy. So, Lieutenant Vince, glad you enjoy that. And by the way, we started, I think, with 42 cases. I think we're down to 20 cases. And it's only been out now for, I think, 10 days, 12 days, something, two, maybe two weeks. So the plan is, because I've received many emails from our lieutenants across the country and here in the state of Florida saying, General, where can I buy this? Can I buy this? I live in, in Nebraska. I live in New York. I live in North Carolina. Can I buy it? You can't buy it in another state because, by law, we cannot ship, or ABC Fine Wine and Spirits can't ship to another state. They can ship in-state. Now, for those people that have said, hey, I live in Orlando, I'm in Miami, I'm in Jacksonville, there's an ABC, will my ABC store get some of the Cigar Dave single barrel specially selected by me? And the answer is yes. After the first of the year, whatever is remaining, we will be distributing. ABC Fine Wine and Spirits will distribute to some key stores. Not every store. they got 150 stores. But, for example, we'll be in probably two key stores. They're bigger stores in Orlando. Uh, I know in Ponte Vedra Beach in Jacksonville will be there. A couple in Miami. We'll be down in Naples as well as Sarasota. So it will be spread out, whatever's remaining. But the way it's going, it has moved ex- incredibly uh, quickly. In fact, the folks from ABC as well as from uh, Brown Foreman and Jack Daniels were shocked at how quickly it moved. So once it's gone, lieutenants, it is gone. That barrel is gone forever. That's why I personally took five bottles and uh, I've got those in storage that will hopefully last me for a lifetime because when they're gone, they are gone. Let me uh, just continue on here, lieutenants. I want to run back very quickly here to the story we had about meat and the two groups that are known enemies of pleasure, the University of Glasgow and Chatham House. And I I left off talking about what their plan is to go after, uh, how to convince consumers to stay away from meat and avoid meat. And what they say is that the government, the media, the scientific community, and and I like in quotes, responsible business should all be mobilized in unison to change public opinion against meat. So let me translate. They want these entities to brainwash you and I. Well, that's not going to happen. And what, a business is not responsible because they serve meat or they sell meat? Kind of a load of BS is that. And they say that positive associations with nutrition's And meat in nations like the U.S. and the United Kingdom, as well as the low cost of meat and social norms that promote meat eating, would all have to be overcome in order to usher in the changes. And the paper emphasizes the importance of campaigns against meat coming from, quoting, trusted sources. And as government is often distrusted by the general population, there should be a reliance on so-called experts. Well, I have to tell you that Experts are nothing more than either paid shills or people that have an agenda. So why the hell should we listen to these people? And if you think for a second that by telling people or by businesses saying, we're not going to serve meat anymore, that their consumers are going to be happy, let me give you a perfect example. This was reported by Breitbart London. After a report came out by the uh, World Health Organization, another phony sham organization that widely criticized uh, 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 bacon and processed meats. 
A hotel, a Scandinavian hotel chain, announced it would no longer serve pork, bacon, and sausage for breakfast as a means to help prevent climate change after coming under pressure from the chain owner's, owner's wife, a globe-trotting climate campaigner. Well, despite offering a plant-based alternative to pork bacon, the chain suffered a significant backlash and loss of customers less than one week after they implemented the no bacon policy. They reversed it because so many of their consumers said, no way. This is what we want. This is what should be served. And the hotel's owner, who's a big climate changer, acquiesced and said, serve the bacon. We're not going to take this nonsense anymore, lieutenants. We have a voice. We will make sure we exercise it. We will do our tribute to Pearl Harbor, which is uh, anniversaries on Monday, right around the corner on The Cigar Dave Show. This is CCRN. The Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Welcome back. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show, Lieutenants. Front and center, we are continuing along. We welcome you back to join in the festivities. 877-DAVE-007. 877-328-3007. Follow me at Twitter at Cigar Dave Show. Email address CigarDave at CigarDave.com. As always, extending my long-ass greetings and salutations, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure. Lieutenants, we've got an uh, action-packed hour for you again here. And there's a big event coming up this Monday. The anniversary of a very big day in American history. And we do what is necessary to make sure that people remember that day. They know the significance of that day. Because even though it occurred many years ago, we should never forget. Long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, Semper Delictatio. Always pleasure, and we welcome you back. All right, December 7th, 1941, a day that shall live in infamy. We interrupt this program to bring you a special news bulletin. The Japanese have attacked Pearl Harbor, Hawaii, by air, President Roosevelt has just announced. The attack also was made on all naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. We take you now to Washington. The details are not available. They will be in a few minutes. The White House is now giving out a statement. The attack apparently was made on all naval and on naval and military activities on the principal island of Oahu. The president's brief statement was read to reporters by Stephen Early, the president's secretary. A Japanese attack upon Pearl Harbor naturally would mean war. Such an attack would naturally bring a counterattack, and hostilities of this kind would naturally mean that the president would ask Congress for a declaration of war. There is no doubt from the temper of Congress that such a declaration would be granted. 
This morning, Secretary Hull talked with the Secretaries of War and of the Navy. Now the two special Japanese envoys, Admiral Nomura and Special Envoy Caruso, are, are at the State Department engaged in conference with Secretary of State Hull. Their appearance at the State Department on this Sunday afternoon emphasizes the gravity of the Far Eastern situation where hostilities now seem to be actually opening over the whole South Pacific. And just now comes the word from the President's office that a second air attack has been reported on Army and Navy bases in Manila. Thus, we have official announcements from the White House that Japanese airplanes have attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii and have now attacked Army and Navy bases in Manila. We return you now to New York and we'll give you later information as it comes along from the White House. We return you now to New York. The next day, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt addressed a special joint session of Congress. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The United States of America was suddenly and deliberately attacked by naval and air forces of the Empire of Japan. And President Franklin Delano Roosevelt in his speech said very clearly that America will win. No matter how long it may take us to overcome this premeditated invasion, the American people in their righteous might will win through to absolute victory. With confidence in our armed forces, with the unbounding determination of our people, we will gain the inevitable triumph, so help us God. And we sure as hell did, because on that fateful day, December 7th, 1941, a day that shall live in infamy, 2,403 Americans were killed in that surprise Japanese attack on Pearl Harbor. And on Monday, we remember via National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day the significance of that attack. It brought us into World War II completely as we declared war on Japan and the Axis forces. And President Roosevelt was 100% correct. We shall lead to absolute victory, and we did with great generals such as Patton and MacArthur. And I find it that today... I will guarantee you, if you ask high school students, many college students, December 7, 1941, what's the significance? Almost everyone would not be able to tell you. And that is a shame. Congress declared National Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day back in 1994. And it is tradition to fly the flag of the United States at half-staff until sunset in order to honor those patriots that passed away, that were killed in that uh, unprovoked attack by the Imperial Japanese Navy. And I think it is important today that uh, all these years later that we never forget the significance of what that day meant. 
And there are memorials that have been erected in Pearl Harbor, the most famous, the USS Arizona Memorial in Pearl Harbor, a marble memorial over the sunken battleship, the USS Arizona. It was dedicated in 1962. Another memorial is the USS Utah, a battleship that was sunk in the attack. And it is imperative that all these years later, we remember the significance of World War II. And I think that during this war against terror, the lessons from World War II are just as important today as they were back then. And it seems to me that President Roosevelt said without any hesitation, without any question, without uh, any lick of uncertainty, America will win. And that's what turned this country from what was, believe it or not, a marginal military force into the world's greatest superpower. And unfortunately, some of that power has been tarnished. It has been stained by the current administration and the current commander-in-chief. But I will tell you this, if Roosevelt, if Truman, if Reagan, any other president in this, maybe Carter with the exception of maybe Carter, they would have immediately said, we are going to declare war on ISIS and Al-Qaeda, and we are going to win. A couple of items that I had the chance during our one-week hiatus uh, after our show at the, our Alpha Pleasure, Alpha Pleasure Fest at the Hard Rock. We're on hiatus the following week as we take the November 28th show the next day with our crew. But I had the chance to catch up on some Netflix and uh, Amazon Prime, and there were a couple of different things that I happened to watch. And the first thing that I watched is an Amazon Prime uh, TV show or series, and it is called The Man in the High Castle. The Man in the High Castle, and it is a miniseries that's going to be multiple seasons. There were 10 episodes, the first one. It is based on Philip K. Dick's award-winning novel, uh, exploring what it would be like if the Allied powers had lost World War II and Japan and Germany ruled the United States. And the first thing when I watched this, and I can tell you I watched all 10 episodes in probably three days, but one of the first things you see is a picture of the American flag. We have the red and white stripes on the flag, but where the 50 stars, or at the time it would have been 48 stars, was located in the upper left of the flag, it is replaced by a Nazi swastika, a white swastika over the blue. And I can tell you just looking at that, and I knew this was fiction. I knew this was a Hollywood series, but just looking at it, I got perturbed. I had a, a, a just a shiver that went down my spine, I, I, an anger. And as I watched this series, I actually got angry, knowing full well that we beat the living daylights out of the Japs and the German Huns. We killed them. We creamed them. We crushed the bastards, as we should have. But watching this got me incensed. And what is really crazy, they they divide the country into three parts. The East Coast was called, if I recall correctly, the East Coast was called uh, the, uh, I'm trying to remember, the, the Nazi, like East Coast Nazi something or other. 
there was a neutral territory in the Midwest, and then the West Coast was called uh, the Imperial Pacific Region. And, of course, the East Coast was ruled by the Nazis, the West Coast by the, the Japs. And, by the way, if somebody takes offense to that, too bad. Because in World War II, that's what they were known as, and that's what I'm going to call them here. Now, I don't refer to them today as that, but back in World War II, they were our enemy. And you're damn right we're going to call them that. That's exactly what they were known. That's historical significance. And if somebody has a problem, if there's some Japanese group that wants to come and protest, kiss my ass. There is no political correctness that goes on in this show, especially when it comes to World War II. That's why I will never, ever drive a Japanese car or drive a German car ever in my lifetime. I don't want the money going to people say, well, they're made in the United States. I don't care. I don't want the money going to Tokyo, and I don't want it going to uh, Dusseldorf or to Munich or to Frankfurt or wherever the hell the, uh, the, Jap- or the German car manufacturers are based. I would never buy a German car or a Japanese car. And, in fact, when I rent cars, very clear on my, on my uh, Hertz presidential select profile, American automobiles only, period. And the few times they screw up, I hand it right back, go, get me an American car. Well, we don't have any American cars. Well, then get me an American SUV. It's on my profile. Real simple. Get me something else. Just don't want to drive them. I am proud to drive American. But watching this series really got me incensed. And I think that every single grade school student and high school student and college student, it should be mandatory viewing to show what this country would have been like if we lost the war. And some of the things that the portrayals and things that, that you see in New York, you see a giant Nazi, uh, a big skyscraper with the Nazi eagle and the Nazi swastika on the top. And, and just the thought of that, it, it just made my blood boil. But that's exactly what the producers wanted. Because that was an effective demonstration of how what might have happened if we didn't win that war and how imperative it was that we beat the Germans and the Japanese, and the Axis forces in World War II. So that's the first thing. The other thing that I saw that, I will, uh, that I'll tell you about, I'll, probably, I'll tell you what, I'm going to save that for now. Well, no, I'll tell you right now. I'll make it very quick. There was a Showtime special that, that aired the Saturday after Thanksgiving, and I can't remember the name. Wait a minute, I'm going to type this in because I watched the entire thing in one shot. It was a two-hour special basically talking about the CIA and talking about uh, 9-11, and let me just pipe this in here because I want to make sure I get the correct. It's amazing. I can't remember the name of the thing, but I certainly remember the con. It's called The Spy Masters. Excellent documentary talking to every single living former director and the current director of the CIA. And they talked about specifically 9-11, the war on terror, and one of the things that I found rather interesting was that the CIA director at the time, George Tenet, and one of his uh, key top personnel knew that an attack was imminent in the days, a couple of days before 9-11. They had the chatter. They, they thought it was going to be something to do with aviation. They, they did not send a memo. They didn't send an email. They called up Condoleezza Rice, who was President Bush's national security advisor, and said, we're coming over to see you now. And she said, well, we'll do it later. No, we're coming now. And they said that it was so vital. And they told Condoleezza Rice that day, there's an attack that is imminent. 
We don't know where, we don't know how, but we think, we know these people are in here, we think it has something to do with aviation. And Condoleezza Rice ignored it. Now, I go after Democrats a lot on this show, but I will go after Republicans too. And I knew that there was some sort of thing there, but when I heard George Tenet say it straight up, and his top uh, lieutenant said, we saw her directly, and she did nothing. And then in her memoir, she covers it up with a load of BS, one sentence saying, I don't recall them ever saying that. Bull. Condoleezza Rice is a lying bastard. And when you watch this documentary, you will realize that the Bush administration, specifically Condoleezza Rice, who everybody wants to hold in high esteem, oh, let's make her the National Football League commissioner. Oh, she's brilliant. She caused this nation, is responsible for not putting a stop. The CIA warned her, and she is the National Security Advisor, did nothing. Should have gone into the president, said, Mr. President, we got a huge problem. And if that means we need to ground the, air, the, the, the aviation, commercial aviation, for a day or two or three days, whatever it takes, we need to be straight up with the American people. But she didn't. And 9-11 occurred. Talk about getting my blood boiled. You can see. I, had, I really had a high regard for her until I realized what a lying bastard she really is. She is an enemy of America. She proved it a day or two before 9-11. We'll continue. Follow the General 24-7 on Twitter at, at Cigar Dave Show. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now... That legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other, rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy of the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. If you're a beginner, or if you just enjoy a great mild cigar like I do in the morning, I suggest you try the Vintage 99. This seven-year-old Connecticut wrapper delivers a creamy, mild, 
smooth flavor. It's very, very balanced on your palate, and it absolutely is delightful. Tons of flavor, a perfect draw, and an incredible ash. This cigar is smooth. It will entice you to enjoying more and more of the vintage 99s. It's just a nice, great, balanced, smooth cigar. Look for it, the oldest Connecticut shape in the market today. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause cancer and heart disease. Records an act that lives forevermore. We'll recall, as into line we fall, the thing that happened on Hawaii shore. Let's remember Pearl Harbor as we go to meet the foe. Let's remember Pearl Harbor as we did the Alamo. We will always remember how they died for liberty. Let's remember Pearl Harbor and go on to victory. Sammy Kay recorded December 17, 1941, right after Pearl Harbor to mobilize America in the war against the Japanese and the Germans, the Axis forces. Very famous song. Wanted to share it with you here today. All right, lieutenants, uh, I talked to you a little bit about the uh, enemies of pleasure going after meat. Just posted at uh, the Drudge Report headline, research points to mental health risks associated with meatless diet. Ah, no wonder all those vegans are nuts. Now that explains it. So this is a classic. Oh, eat meat's terrible, don't eat meat. What did, our, what, what did the cavemen eat? Did they eat tofu? I mean, were they eating refined food? No, they were eating... Dead animals. They hunted. They gathered. The little woman took care of the cave. The man came home with his big club, whacked the meat, had the meat over his shoulder, and everything was all good. But now, the enemies of meat, the pro-vegan forces, want to come out and take away our meat. And here it is. Research point to mental health risks associated with meatless diet. Australian study. Found vegetarians reported they were less optimistic about their future more often than people who kept meat in their diets. Vegetarians were 18% more likely to report having depression, 28% more likely to experience panic attacks and anxiety. You know why they have panic attacks and anxiety? Because when they see steak, they see ribs, they're conflicted. They deep down want to eat that meat. But they're like, oh no, I'm a vegan, can't touch it. So they are depressed because they can't enjoy their life. And so there we have it, lieutenants. Let's end veganism right now. Let's make the mental health of vegans improve quickly. Shove a big Salem's hot dog down their puss. 
The December selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the aging Rumajuro. This is not a small batch cigar, but rather a regular production line. The aging Rumajuro has a Nicaraguan Maduro wrapper combined with Dominican filler and binder. It's a medium to full-bodied cigar with lots of flavor. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. This is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you, nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. Viciously shreds the enemies of pleasure and licks his blood-soaked chops with the taste of victory. The theme from one of the greatest movies of all time. I rank it right next to Patton. Scarface. The world is yours. Tony Montana. Frank Lopez. Elvira. The wife and mistress. Outstanding movie. Well, one of the stars of Scarface passed away yesterday at the age of 85, Robert Loggia. Great tough guy actor, great movies, anything he played in. Didn't matter what it was, whether it was Scarface or Big or Jagged Edge, Mancuso FBI, Independence Day. 
He was great. He also played Feech LaMana in The Sopranos for about four or five episodes. Outstanding actor. Always liked him. Just very versatile, but had that voice, that real gravelly voice. And so let's take a listen to some of his great performances. Robert Loggia, little Scarface montage for you. Hey, Tony, what's your pleasure on the You're right and going to do something. People would do business the right way. There would be no like this. So we had a few differences, huh? I came to your start. I was the one who believed in you. Tony, I beg you, please, Tony, I beg you, don't kill me. Frank Lopez in Scarface. And in uh, they had a reunion, a Scarface reunion, three years ago, or four years ago, in August 2011. And Robert Loggia had this to say about Scarface. It's an eternal movie. It's going to be played over and over. And long after I'm dead and buried, they'll be showing Scarface. He's 100% correct. Scarface now, here it is over 30 years, 33 years after it was made, is bigger than ever. College campuses with a hip-hop crowd, it is one of those movies that will forever remain a classic. He also had a big hit in the movie Big with Tom Hanks. He played McMillan, the CEO of a toy company. And here's some takes from that great movie. What are you here with your kids? <laughs> Wasn't always that way. I remember. Was this duck once? You mean like a, a rubber duck for the bath? No, 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 no. You just a uh, little wooden. Quacky duck. The beak would peck at the ground when it pulls forward. (laughs) (laughs) I had an idea. What? Have a couple of drinks. It's a party. You can't do that. It doesn't work. Why not? You can't keep a kid from growing up. All a 13-year-old boy wants is a 13-year-old girl. Great movie, big. couple of key scenes. I think, uh, first of all, the very famous scene that's played over and over where Robert Loggia and Tom Hanks go into F.A.O. Schwartz and they have this gigantic piano that you actually stand on to play. And they play chopsticks on that. That's certainly one of the uh, more memorable Scenes from the movie, if not the most memorable. And I love it, the party. Have a few drinks. It's a party. Have fun. Beautiful. Now, one thing you may not realize. Robert Loja did a commercial for Minute Maid. And this is an absolute classic. I can't remember when this is done. This has got to be about 10 years ago or so, maybe a little bit longer. But Robert Loja, it's basically a family sitting down and uh, their young boy, uh, gets a glass of this new Minute Maid juice poured, and he goes, I'm not going to drink that. I don't like that. And they go, well, what would make you drink it? Well, maybe Robert Loja. And who comes walking in? You see this picture, this, the, a shot of someone in a black suit, and you just see the shoes and the bottom of the trousers. Then it pans up to show Robert Loja. Here it is. Try some new Minute Maid orange tangerine. It's got calcium. And I'm not drinking it. Oh, no, it's sweet. You'll like it. I don't believe you. Well, then who would you believe? I don't know, Robert Loja. 
Billy, your mother's right. Your Minute Maid orange tangerine tastes great. It's got as much calcium as milk. If you say so, Mr. Loja. Yeah. This is great. Enjoy your breakfast. New Minute Maid orange tangerine with calcium. Yeah. Yeah, Billy, enjoy that orange tangerine. It's good. That's so good, I got to hear that again. Try some New Minute Maid orange tangerine. It's got calcium. Then I'm not drinking it. Oh, no, it's sweet. You'll like it. I don't believe you. Well, then who would you believe? I don't know, Robert Loja. Whoa, Robert Loja. Billy, your mother's right. New Minute Maid orange tangerine tastes great. It's got as much calcium as milk. If you say so, Mr. Loja. Yeah. This is great. Enjoy your breakfast. New Minute Maid orange tangerine with calcium. Yeah. Yeah, Billy, enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, I'm going to come in and knock the living daylights out of you, so you better damn enjoy that breakfast drink. That's a classic. The great Robert Loja. There's another movie he played in. Not as uh, renowned, not as famous as the other movies, such as Scarface or Big. But he played in a movie back in 1990 called Opportunity Knocks. He co-starred with Dana Carvey. It was a great movie. And if you've not uh, seen it, go to a Netflix or Amazon Prime or go to Redbox or whatever, whatever, uh, wherever you, you, you rent movies from. It was really a, a good movie about a couple of, uh, about this guy who's a con man, but ends up working for the company Robert Loja owns, which is a, a hand dryer company. You know, when you go into a lavatory, you press the button, you got the hand dryers, which, by the way, I think are the absolute worst things ever invented. Give me paper towels. Although the Dyson blade is a little bit better. You stick your hands in there, but please, don't give me these wussified beta hand dryers. And then you got to touch the door handle when people you know haven't washed their hands. Just give me paper towels, please. Well, there is a funny scene in that movie where he's trying to impress his uh, uh, the, the, the Robert Loja, who plays the, the uh, head of this dryer comp- a hand, wa- a hand dryer company, and Dana Carvey's dating his daughter. So he breaks into his impression. They're trying to get this big contract with these guys who are building all these buildings. They're at a Cubs game, and the guy goes into the bathroom with his, uh, with his son or his assistant or whatever, the guy who makes the decision on all these hand dryers, goes into a stall, and all of a sudden, Dana Carvey comes in and says, I need everyone to please remain where they are, U.S. Secret Service. And then you hear his impression of Bush. I'll tell you, these Cubs love the game. And then you hear the guy, you know, kind of like peeking through the stall to try to get a look. And meanwhile, it's Dana Carvey doing his Bush impression. He goes, love these hand dryers. They're great. Got to get one for Gorby and his wife. They're the best. Don't like the paper towels. And then as soon as the uh, Carvey leaves... Then you hear him say, it's okay, everybody go back to your normal, do your normal thing. And then the guy comes out and says, you know, we're going to buy those hand dryers. So it's a great little scene. Opportunity knocks. The great Robert Loja passed away yesterday, 85. May he rest in peace. One of the uh, great er- uh, character actors. Uh, played just so many different roles, but just love that voice, that growly voice. And in The Sopranos, he was outstanding as always. All right, got another little, uh, well, before I do that, those of you that are going out to Las Vegas, Sin City. Good news, there is a new cigar bar right on the Strip, Las Vegas Boulevard, the new Davidoff of Geneva Cigar Bar since 1911. Bar Lounge opens Saturday, November 14th, a posh, luxurious uh, lounge and bar in the Fashion Show Mall in Las Vegas, which is directly across, it's on Las Vegas Boulevard, directly across from the Wynn and the Palazzo Hotel. It is between Treasure Island and Trump International. Very, very top spot. 
A lot of traffic in that area. The Cigar and Bar offer 2,500 square feet of cigar-friendly space. Inside, it is 1,500. Very nice-looking bar. Outside, a 1,000-square-foot patio. Lots of couches, chairs, and tables. It is a semicircular type of layout. And I remember looking at the plans. Uh, Rich Krudick from uh, Davidoff showed me the plans back, geez, got to be a year ago. And he said what's really unique is that this space is in a semicircle, so we really have to be creative. But it turned out magnificently well. And uh, decorated in Italian wood veneers, very high-end. And that's what we need, more places like this where you can enjoy a cigar. Now, the good thing in Vegas is that you can smoke in casinos. But it's always nice to go to a lounge where they serve full spirits. You can have a nice cigar. You can relax. Nice environment. And another Davidoff uh, store and lounge is opening here in the Cigar City in Tampa. Jeff Borshowitz, the owner of Corona Cigars, opening that in association with Davidoff. And he expects to open sometime mid-December. I will keep you advised. And he's already said, General, you have got Humidor Locker 1A. You are the first locker in the place. It is reserved. It is set for you. So I will definitely break it in, and I will be there, I'm sure, quite often. So I'm looking forward to that. So another great place for you to enjoy your cigar or cigars in Las Vegas. Lieutenants, when we come back, a college president who stands up to these wussified betas who want everything safe and secure and want everything to be just utopia-like. He tells it like it is. The name is Dr. Everett Piper, president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. will share his comments when we continue for the final and concluding segment of The Cigar Dave Show next. Catch The Cigar Dave Show anytime with The Cigar Dave mobile app, available for Android and iOS. It is a real smoking app. Go to CigarDave.com for info. Get ready to celebrate the good life with the Monte Cristo Social Club Roadshow, coming soon to a city near you. Enjoy world-class premium cigar brands like Monte Cristo, Romeo y Julieta, and H. Upman. Sip on delicious drinks and savor fine foods. You'll also hear an exclusive lecture about crafting premium cigars, from the first seeds to hand-rolled masterpieces. Visit montecristosocialclub.com slash roadshow for more information and to reserve your tickets to join in the festivities. Surgeon General's warning, cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat even if you do not inhale. The new Romeo Inejo by Romeo y Julieta is crafted with a passion grown through time. Its double-fermented 2008 vintage tobaccos find their perfect companion with a stock-cut dark Connecticut wrapper. Together, they're aged in unique cedar cojones for a bold, sophisticated experience featuring notes of coffee and dark chocolate. Experience the timeless passion of the Romeo Añejo today at your local tobacconist. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. 
Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Eisenhower, MacArthur, Schwarzkopf, and Cigar Dave, all great American generals. The December Officers Club of the Aging Room Maduro will be our great selection for December. That will ship out uh, mid-part of the month. A beautiful cigar launch at the Cigar Retailers Convention by Boutique Blends. The uh, middle of July. Nice uh, amount of flavor. You will thoroughly enjoy that. And for those of you awaiting your November selection, they went out a little bit late. Uh, the cigars were delayed in customs. The Rocky Patel Decade Cameroon. Those did go out uh, Monday, Tuesday, and part of Wednesday, so you should have them starting today into next week. So great cigars. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, makes a great holiday gift. Cigardave.com for all the details. Now, we are in the holiday season because tomorrow begins Hanukkah. Eight days of Hanukkah. We have our own twist here on the Cigar Dave Show. It is known as the Festival of Lights, but we also add a kicker to it. We call it the Festival of Lightation. And if you go to CigarDave.com right now, we have got these, uh, the Festival of Lightation Monoro up, ready to go. We will have eight different selections, one for each night. We will reveal them at uh, sundown every night, we've got our eight cigars chosen, all excellent, different flavor profiles. So we will have those ready to go for you. So follow along on that. And then, hard to believe that uh, we've got Christmas coming up, and the day after Christmas will be our New Year's, our Happy New Year 
champagne and sparkling wine tasting maneuvers show. We do it annually. Sommelier Dave, mixologist Ryan, the princess will be enjoy, uh, joining us. So we've got an action-packed month for you as we begin the holiday season. All right, let me tell you about a university president, Oklahoma Wesleyan University president, Dr. Everett Piper. He was moved to write an open letter to students after one student allegedly claimed he felt victimized by university chapel service about love. And the name of the letter is, This is not a daycare, it's a university. And he says, This past week, I actually had a student come forward after a university chapel service and complain because he felt victimized by a sermon. It appears this young scholar felt offended because a homily on love made him feel bad for not showing love. In his mind, the speaker was wrong for making him and his peers feel uncomfortable. I'm not making this up. Our culture has actually taught our kids to be this self-absorbed and narcissistic. Anytime their feelings are hurt, they are victims. Anyone who dares challenge them and thus makes them feel bad about themselves is a hater, a bigot, an oppressor, a victimizer. And he says that at Oklahoma Wesleyan, this is not a safe place, but it is a place to learn. And this is what Dr. Piper had to say in an interview, which I want to share with you, because he was dead nuts on the money. The university is not about being safe. It's about learning. I'm more interested in you learning virtue than playing the victim card. I'm more interested in you feeling uncomfortable during a chapel and you feeling some discomfort as a result of going to our college and our university. College is not about being safe. College is about learning what's good. C.S. Lewis tells us the great... Uh, lion Aslan is not safe, but he's good. And I would paraphrase that and say the great lion of the liberal arts university is not safe, mm -hmm. but it is good. It's about challenging your character, not coddling you so that you feel comfortable. When I was a student at Syracuse University from 1982 to 86, our professors encouraged open dialogue and various opinions and challenged us. And that's exactly what it was about. We didn't look and say we feel we don't feel safe. We feel that we're being picked on because somebody has a different opinion. College, colleges love to talk about academic freedom and academic expression. Only if you agree with many of these professors. And Dr. Piper calls it ideological fascism. I would call it ideological fascism, quite frankly. And let me explain that. Do we want ideological fascism where you're required to conform? You must agree with us. You must believe like we believe. You must believe the ideas that we hold dear. And if you deviate, if you have a contrary idea, we will squash you. We will crush you. We will expel you. That's ideological fascism. That's not academic freedom. It's not intellectual liberty. The liberal arts university was established some 1,000 years ago to educate a free man and a free woman and a liberated people. And that liberty is found in the pursuit of truth, mm -hmm. not the protection of opinions. Opinions should be encouraged. Diverse opinions. You don't have to agree with everybody, but that's what a college and academic forum is all about. It is about a free and open exchange of ideas. It's ideological fascism to control the ideas and control the debate to the point where anyone who disagrees with you is unwelcome. They're verboten. They're expelled. They cannot be heard. Again, this is not a safe place, a yeah. safe space per se. This is a place to learn. And the free and open, robust exchange of ideas is facilitated by the classical yeah. liberal arts academy, not this foreclosed a uh, dumbed-down discussion that is policed by people that are in power. Dr. Everett Piper, the president of Ohio Wesleyan University, and in his letter, he goes on to say, if you want to be enabled rather than confronted, there are many universities across the land, in Missouri and elsewhere, that will give you exactly what you want. But Oklahoma Wesleyan isn't one of them. 
At OKWU, we teach you to be selfless rather than self-centered. We are more interested in you practicing personal forgiveness than political revenge. We want you to be model inter- interpersonal reconcil- to model interpersonal reconciliation rather than foment personal conflict. We believe the content of your character is more important than the color of your skin. We don't believe that you have been victimized every time you feel guilty, and we don't issue trigger warnings before altar calls. Oklahoma Wesleyan is not a safe place, but rather a place to learn. To learn that life isn't about you, but about others. That the bad feeling you have while listening to a sermon is called guilt. That the way to address it is to repeat, repent of everything that's wrong with you rather than blame others for everything that's wrong with them. This is a place where you will quickly learn that you need to grow up. This is not a daycare. This is a university. Bravo to Dr. Everett Piper, the president of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. He is right on the money. Let me uh, end one thing here. KESQ KPSP reporter Joe Galley was uh, doing a live shot in Palm Springs when someone said something a little bit uh, profane-laced. So let me, uh, do I have, yeah, here it is. I want to play this for you right before we go. Brooke Berry, it is not closing anytime soon. And a very happy turkey day to everybody out there. What's left of it anyways, the majority of people over here at the Westfield Mall actually working off all those calories that they consumed having turkey. Go right in the ball. That's exactly what I did to your mother, buddy. Real classy, real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Now that's an alpha response. The heckler said, blank her right in the blank. I can't repeat the words. But that was great. Yeah, I did last night. And I would have said, and she came back for seconds. Oh! Don't forget, lieutenants, tomorrow, the Festival of Lightation begins at sundown. Follow along eight crazy nights of great cigars. The Cigar Dave Festival of Lightation at CigarDave.com. And don't forget, Monday, Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, fly your flag at half staff. When you light your cigar, have your libation. Make sure you memorial those people that lost their lives. Cigar Dave, the general saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delicatio. Happy Hanukkah.